0: Welcome to B-rated, B-Rated Conversations. Join us as we talk to the creative people behind the independent movies and get the behind-the-scenes stories. Thank you for joining us this week. This week we talked to Tom Smith, director of Valentine Bluffs, and Roland Keller, writer of Valentine Bluffs. Valentine Bluffs is a My Bloody Valentine fan film. We hope you enjoyed this interview. But yeah, so we really enjoyed the movie. It was, uh, I mean, it, it's like a nice, like... Has like it's a nice uh, you know connection to the original, pays homage, but at the same time, kind of heads in a different direction. It's it's a really nice uh, 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 addition.
1: Thank you. Yeah, that was uh, that was always the goal to you know to pay homage to the original, but make it our own. You know, and then uh, you know add like a lot of stuff in there where if you never seen the original, you still can catch on to what was going on.
0: Yeah, it it played a lot like that. I mean, like the um, there's only one of the original characters, I believe. Uh, And and this one had
1: uh, no TJ, Sarah, and Johnny. Oh, okay,
0: okay, yeah, yeah. It was uh, so like, what was the? um, I I know there's a there's a lot of fan films. So what is the? What was the inspiration for this?
1: Uh, it was just something that I was a, a huge fan of, My Bloody Valentine, growing up. Um, same with you know Rowan, uh, and then when I hooked up with Chuck Ryan, the cosplayer, um, he was a huge fan of that film, and uh, I told him I had an idea about it, and you know, you know, he got on board, and that was it, and you know, it was off to a a lot of pre-production meetings, and and then here we have it, <laughs> three years later.
2: Wow, three years. <clears throat> he was saying it was a uh, it was a toss up between a Texas Chainsaw Massacre fan film or My Bloody Valentine because we had access to a, a, a meat house and mm-hmm. we lived in a coal mine town, but nobody's ever done <laughs> a My Bloody Valentine fan film, so we we decided on that one.
3: Do a collab. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. That's the next one. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> We're just gonna have to throw both of them out there at the same time. Well, we are good I'm with some of- good
2: friends with Steve Merlo, so it's not out of the question. <laughs>
3: Have a tally, have a tally at a the bottom idea. of the screen who gets more kills throughout the movie. <laughs> that will be. No, it was awesome. Like we, um, Anthony, man, how long ago? Was it? it was a couple of weeks ago when we did our Bloody Valentine episode. Yeah, and you know, like I don't even think like I'm pretty sure I saw it when I was younger, but. Like if not, then like I really enjoyed it. And then he's like, Well, guess what? Here's this other one. And I was like, Oh shit. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. Especially like some of the scenes, there wasn't um there are some movies that go like super over the top with the gore. And like anything, like I mean, I don't know about Anthony, but I can't say, Oh yeah, when somebody dies, that's not what it looks like. It looks like this. So like it didn't go over the top. It was yeah, really awesome, man. Super easy to watch.
2: Did go you far? watch the the unrated version, or did you watch the, the TV version? Do you know off the top of your head?
0: We watched on
2: – what do we watch on? We I don't remember. Because the NPAA uh, would... cut um, the original film to, to hell, you know. So if you watch oh. the unrated version, it's actually a little bit gorier. There's actually mm. some really cool death scenes, especially with Happy, the, the bartender.
3: Hold on. Yeah, do I... you have any idea where we could see
0: that one? Yeah, because um, I don't think we watched that one. I think it was yeah. just like a
3: Blu-ray, a Blu-ray that
1: came out. It was like the uh, the extended version of it. Now, like, it's crazy because what Roland was saying is there's only like three, four minutes extra on the film, but it's all special effects and all the gore. Um, mm-hmm. Every kill was cut down and trimmed from that film. It was really brutal like that they wow. took that much off.
3: And then it go and then it goes from what I just said to completely opposite of what I just said in four minutes you said that's
2: all there was wow but it was still it was still really believable though I think uh, for a while there they had it playing on Amazon Prime I don't know if they still have it up there or not um, and I can't remember if it was the outraged version but I'm pretty sure it was um, but yeah man it was a victim of the uh, the mpaA ratings board but regardless of which film you watch, it's 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 a really good film. It was one of the first ones that showed, um, you know, working class adults and not just teenagers at a camp or what have you. It showed, like, blue collar, salt of the earth, working class people in a small town. And uh, for my money, man, I, I thought all the characters were believable. I thought the story was believable. And, uh, you know, it still had that, that 80s cheese to it, but you know it's one of my favorite films I don't yeah know. it definitely does it.
0: play different i mean because that that is I, I noticed that now that you say it that like friday the 13th is a lot of teenagers and kind of like uh was it nightmares a lot of teenagers too and
2: because mm-hmm. like they're, they're all they're just a bunch of D-jams. <laughs> <laughs> doing Sad, the premarital man. sex and smoking the dope <laughs> Smoking yeah, the like Devil's
1: a, Cabbage. Back in the eighties, like in you know 80, 81, 82, when there was like the, the slasher films were like at the at the highest. I think, um, it was always like teenagers, you know, getting killed off, or they were always alone. Um, this was like the the first one. I don't even know if there's anything yet, you know, in that time that was like that, where like Roman said, like you know, just blue collar people getting killed off, and they were adults, you know, uh, and then the miners' costume you know, it was badass. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. It's very intimidating. (laughs) Yes. Also kind of, Oh, sorry. You
3: go. No, I was going to say it also, you know, they didn't learn their lesson from what, like flash dance, not to cancel dances because stuff's going to (laughs) happen, but instead of them getting together and having like a peaceful dance protest, like somebody just murder some. So don't cancel dances is, uh, basically the bottom line of the movie, right? Is that what you guys are <laughs> don't cancel the freaking don't cancel the dance that brings in so much joy to the city. Otherwise this is going to, what's going to happen.
2: Well, you, you, you know, if, if you cancel the dance, you're not going to have a movie. So you gotta, you gotta pick your battles. You know what I mean?
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we should show this to every principal, like every junior high. Like, are you sure you want to cancel the what is that? The Sadie Hall? What's that? What's
0: Sadie Hawkins?
3: Hawkins. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I just I don't think we're have a budget this year. Oh, really? Think twice and then send them this. <laughs>
2: I would have lo- loved to have done a, a crossover with uh Ren McCormick getting <laughs> the dance back together in the town, the, the dry town, and then it ends up being uh Valentine Bluffs. <laughs>
3: <laughs> like, we probably. did it. do it
2: that's where it comes in that's
3: where freaking uh the miner and texas chainsaw can cross paths they can both get so pissed because chainsaw can be upset because he never gets invited and then the miner just gets so upset because he doesn't (laughs) want the dance to go on and so then the entire town it's like i guess it could be like a spinoff of like trolls right where they have that big celebration and then the bergens come into town See, and then you can have the tallies to see who's going to murk up more people dancing,
2: man. What's your what's your schedule looking like? You should come on board our production company and help us write the next one.
3: That's it. I give just this big ballpark thing of it. And then that's all i like, we're talking like, I don't know anything about art. I can't do anything. I can, I can make a plate and you'll be like, I'm pretty sure that's a plate. Right. So I could tell you about a movie. That would be funny. But then making it and thinking of it, nah.
2: This is what hey man, fans want to do. <laughs> that's how that's how Tusk got started, man. It just started out as a little goof on a podcast, and then all of a sudden, Kevin Smith's making a movie about it, putting Justin Long in a Walmart suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is, right. and they
3: just made number two. Did they just make number two? Are they
1: right? really? I'm sure there's
0: a Tusk two. Um, I well, I don't think that I
1: was we're sequel talking to about Tusk. that before that they were talking about that it was going to be in the making. But,
3: ah but anyway, yeah sorry back to uh <laughs> back to your movie sorry
0: <laughs> went on that little spill for a little bit
3: sorry i cut anthony off okay. oh, that was i know
0: good.
3: That, i was gonna say like the kills
0: were i mean normally like the kills kind of like in a lot of these 80s slashers feel really generic it's just whatever weapon happens to be laying around but A lot of these were like really pickaxe based, which I thought was kind of cool. Like the, the, the girl that gets the pickaxe through the mouth, which uh, was, was pretty solid. And then he kind kind of. off.
1: That seems to be everybody's favorite kill.
0: God, that and the, the bathtub,
3: the bathtub just looked like it, you know, like everybody says, I don't know if you've heard of it, but they're like, Oh, the easiest way to die is drowning. You're like, it's scary as shit. There's like, no, because all I got to do is just take one breath and then it's done. You're just like, uh. but when you're getting your face shoved into a bathtub, trying to fucking fight and live, you're not thinking like, OK, I'm just going to do it and then die. <laughs> Fuck that. Like, No, see, that's yeah, an I, extra right there.
2: <laughs> I just wish uh, I just wish um, Nightmare Christie would have told us that she had a fear of water before she uh, we did that it. scene.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we, we found that out after we shot the scene that she had a fear oh of drowning. God.
2: Yeah,
3: so it's just all realistic shit. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, her my reaction, one hundred percent. Holy
3: shit! Really, that's nice. There was well, I forgot what um, paranormal. Uh, what the hell? I forgot what the name of those movies. But those ones, there's that kitchen scene. and They never told that woman that this kitchen scene, all of these doors are just going to open up all at the same time and drawers and cabinets and cups and shit like that. And so like that scene, it was only filmed once because she was sitting there waiting and they pushed the button and flipped open all the cabinets and doors and drawers and everything like that. And so they're like, yeah, all of that stuff that she was screaming was like all real because she had no idea what was going on. So for this girl to be afraid of water, like, all right, look, Carl, we only got one chance to do this scene because she's guaranteed she's not going to let you do it again. So you gotta make it as realistic, putting it into the bathtub. Like that's nuts. That's yeah.
2: It happens more often than, than you think. Um originally that that death scene was supposed to be completely different. It was almost gonna be like a curb stomp. Um where Good their, their mouths where their mouths wow. would like meet at the end of the, the pickaxe. And then when we got to that location, since it was an Airbnb, we couldn't really scout ahead of time. We just saw kind of <laughs> pictures, a little a little bit of pictures and stuff. Um, and then we got to that location, and we're like, "There's a jacuzzi upstairs. There's there's like 20 rooms. There's a basement with a shitter in it. Let's you know, let's take advantage of this Airbnb and like use use it all." And did uh, you give them a star rating? Uh, did you? They were kind Can't of a pain in the ass, but me? that's a completely oh, different story. There were so many rules we had. Man. There were so many rules we had. I did give them a good rating. I don't think they gave us one though. I don't I don't understand why because I left that place spotless. And uh really? they, had the audacity, yeah, they had the audacity to uh write a comment saying, I wish they would have left it cleaner. I, I was up twenty four hours cleaning that place and had to be on set the next morning. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, and I think it was much cleaner like when we like after we were
1: done before we and then you know, before we even got there. Oh, so. it definitely
2: was.
3: <laughs> They're probably really just upset because you didn't leave anything for them to like, I don't know, frame and say, Hey, this was once shot for this movie. You know, <laughs> like if you're you know, this car was once owned by Harrison Ford, then it's like, oh well, hell yeah, I'm gonna buy that then. You know, like we, <laughs> well, spoke we to. Another-
2: Go ahead. Yeah. No. Oh, we ha- I was gonna say we had another Airbnb that the act the actors were staying in and the lady was all about it. She was like, Are you looking for extras? Like <laughs> I'll, I'll be an extra and she was super cool super nice we ended up breaking the bed frame but she didn't care <laughs> what God. not by any like monkey business God. going on it you was just a. You a out,
3: right now you just know it who was you know jackhammering positioned what was going on uh,
2: with the actors <laughs> there, there was no monkey business going on it was just a super old bed and uh somebody hit their knee on it and then <laughs> <laughs> and the, the top knob of it ended up falling off. And so Chuck, or I, so Chuck and I go back after we had cleaned it out and everything. And I'm trying to create a distraction with the, the homeowner and chatting her up while Chuck's up there trying to put Gorilla Glue on it to fix it <laughs> so we don't get charged extra money.
3: It's bubble gum. You chew the gum. You chew the gum, then put it and squish it.
2: Right? Yeah. And, and then,
3: then it's that's how it fixes.
2: And then afterwards, she was like, ah, it's fine. It happens all the time. <laughs> Oh, shit gets broken in my
3: house every single time I rent it out. Don't worry about it. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. There was what somebody else that was doing that where it's like, you could have, (coughs) excuse me, like put like a picture of it so they could have framed it. And then it would have made their Airbnb stuff go through the roof. Like, oh, yeah, you ever seen this movie? Well, here it is. But (laughs) unless they're afraid of like horror movies, they'll be like, it really is haunted, babe. Don't stay in here. (laughs) Or, you know, that's super cool. Let's stay at it.
1: When we had our our premiere, uh, we were looking for Airbnbs because we had a lot of people coming in from different states. And uh, the lady, you know, when we contacted her, you know, we were like, hey, you know, we're a film group and, you know, we have actors coming in. And she was like, oh, where's the, you know, where's your film playing? And we told her and she was like, well, if you give me two free, you know, if you give me two free tickets, I'll cut you a discount on the rate. We're like done. (laughs) It's like okay. There you go. Uh, And we we didn't even get that Airbnb anyway. So (laughs) jokes on
3: her. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to (laughs) I don't know trying to bleed you out. Give me something, and I'll give you a discount. Nah. Did they ever ask? Did they ever ask like what kind of film you're making? And that would have been their final decision. Uh, The mine. (laughs) It <laughs> was a big part of that. Like, because that would be the big issue. If you're just like, hey, Brian, I see that your house is up, so we're making a movie. I'd be, my first question would be like, what kind of movie? Because if you're just like, oh, we're making a hardcore porn, I'd be like, nah, sorry, it's booked up that weekend. But, if you know, if you're just like, no, we're just going to be making a bunch of movies where people are murdered all the way through your house, I'd be like, oh, for sure. Make sure you get in my office a lot, right?
1: when uh no, when we were, were, were. the mine roland was on the phone with the lady and uh you know i think it was like real easy to get it and then did she did, i don't know roland did she actually like what kind of movie was it and we were like oh i don't know if we should tell her
2: <laughs> yeah so the mine we eventually ended up shooting in um Previously, before that, uh, I had contacted a couple other places, and it was pretty much a hard no. It was like, if you're, you know, if you want to give us a donation, if you're doing a documentary, like a historical documentary, that's one thing, but it just goes against our values to do a horror movie. And so, after getting shot down a few times, and this happened with some. Um, name actors as well. When we were going through the initial process, like we were pretty much getting shot down left and right. As soon as we said fan film, because it just has that stigma to it. You know what I mean? Um, But when it came to the mind, we eventually ended up getting, I was, I laid everything out on front street for, I was like, Hey, listen, we're doing a, we're doing a horror film. Is that going to be an issue? Uh, There might be some blood, like all this stuff. And they were like, no, we do stuff like that all the time. Um this is our price and these are the dates. What, what do you say? I'm like done. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome. So well, sometimes it just yeah. pays to pay pays to be up front with stuff like that.
0: Oh, definitely. Um so you had Lloyd Kaufman, which I had to like when I saw him I was like I I've seen him before. Like and then I looked at his IMDb and it's like like Unraveling the scroll and it hits the ground and rolls all the way into the kitchen. Like, <laughs> he's he's yeah. quite
2: accomplished. Like, he's really funny yeah, as he, the mayor. No, Lloyd, Lloyd Kaufman's a legend, man. People don't realize how much he's contributed to independent filmmaking and independent filmmakers. Rocky, the original Rocky, wouldn't have been made without Lloyd. You know, mm-hmm. he, he did a lot with. Uh, wow working around the Teamsters and getting locations and stuff like that um, at a time when there was a lot of strikes going on and they were having a real tough time getting locations. And he pretty much started that whole, he was on the the forefront of that whole run and gun guerrilla style filmmaking where it was like, all right, grab the camera, grab what you need, travel light, let's get the shot and get out. You know, not worrying about permits or anything like that. Get what you need to get, get out of there.
1: They, re- they literally, like, got up, like, four in the morning, uh, got in a van, put Sylvester Sloan in the van, went to, like, you know, downtown Philadelphia in Center City, and shot that, like, that run, you know, the running montage without anybody knowing.
0: Oh, wow. Damn. That's crazy. Every freaking
1: a, time um...
3: we go to the goddamn strip, they have those <laughs> big-ass sandwich signs. It's like, if you cross this line, you're going to be in a movie. And it's like, can I just fucking walk over to CVS, please, get some liquor? It's like if you cross this line, you're going to do this, and you're just like, Jesus! You couldn't shoot this when it was fucking I don't know, two in the morning. It probably was <laughs> two in the morning when we're out. That's why they're recording it.
2: <laughs> That's why it's so hard to shoot in New York, man. They don't care. They're so used to stuff being filmed. We're just like the poor PAS man. They'll just be like, Oh, sorry, sorry, you can't, you can't go any further. You know, we're filming. They're like, Fuck yours. I was about to say, forget <laughs> about it, and then
3: fucking there goes all of our fan base. We don't say that. <laughs> Give me a cheesesteak.
0: And then they fucking <laughs> Which I think I heard that about um what movie was it? Maniac. Um yep. was that was filmed in New York and a lot of that they did without permits. All yeah. the subway stuff like was done at like two in the morning in the subway. They what was it? Tom Savini said that um the the car killing they did like in New York uh or New York proper where it was illegal to fire a weapon. So they had literally had to shoot the gun oh, get the yeah. shot, and get out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: And then they get With to do it. a high speed chase. It's a real high speed chase. That
2: <laughs> that's be, that's a movie. <laughs> I mean, it, it can be done. You can do it. It's just, uh, it's risky. You know, if you, if you do get, uh, caught doing it, especially if you have SAG actors and stuff, they, they risk losing their, uh, Credentials and stuff, and you risk getting your permits pulled if he even bother getting permits. Um, Damn, and, you know you can get blacklisted really quick. Um, wow. but it can be done. You know, what I mean, there are ways around it. You know, man, until really until awesome. this film, I was going to say until until this film, man. I, I had a baby face, but all the stress uh, uh, <laughs> wore me down. Because there were a <laughs> few times on set where, um, as soon as we would start start rolling the camera and rolling sound. That's when all the lawnmowers would start. That's when parades would be going on down the street. That's when all of a sudden everybody and their, their sister would be walking around going, what you doing? And so my go-to line for years has always been to go up looking like, you know, an innocent school kid going, Hey, I'm filming a, a, a school project for my, you know, my thesis. I was just wondering if you could just give us five minutes, five minutes, you know, and they're always like, yeah, yeah, no problem. <laughs> hell no <laughs> dude let them watch
3: that shit no i say hold on hold on watch this right here and that's the <laughs> pig to the mouth scene like all right well that's why you don't come up to strangers and ask what we're doing so now go back home <laughs> And then, there it is because then for the rest of that person's life they're gonna be like dude i saw this guy recording somebody like get brutally murdered he's like i still this day i don't even know what it was for it could have been real i don't even know but i he told me to just mind my business and go back to my to my <laughs> bungalow and that's exactly what i did
2: that actually yeah. happened to us on the um my god christina the, uh, with the pickaxe big... in the mouth yeah yeah there was, really? a, girl, there was a girl skating by on her rolling skates roller skates and she goes she goes oh is she, is, is she okay she you know she heard her screaming because we were doing um we were doing a camera test for it and uh, we had to go out there and do damage control. We're like, oh, no, we're just filming a movie. And then right away, her uh, her attitude changed. She was like, oh, can I be in the movie? We're like, yeah, come by tomorrow. You can be an extra in the dance scene. She's like, I'll be there. <laughs> she never showed up, though. Sure I was, was going to say, did she difficult. show up? No oh, man. Her parent, How old do you think she was? Uh, she was at least 35.
3: Oh, it would have been funny if it was like a kid with like the what banana seat and like the little twirly things on their bicycle. Like, <laughs> <clears throat> uh, yeah, come over. Come over <laughs> come over to the uh whatever, the town dance tomorrow night. And then Man. nope. There it is. Her parents are like, You're not going over there. Those are just the D Gens yeah. from up country. You're not gonna get killed by uh, by
2: by a miner, damn it. I wish she would have showed up, man, because like most of our extras that were supposed to be there for the dance never showed up. That's why you see like five people <laughs> at this big town dance. Everybody just bailed on us last minute. And so we had to film it away to where it looked like it was uh more crowded than it was. Yeah, we even cut the hall in half. Yeah. It was uh
1: it was actually much bigger and we were supposed to use the whole entire hall and uh we didn't have that many extras, so it's like, all right, we're just going to cut it in half and shoot it in certain angles and light it to where it looks a little bit more, you know, crowded than it was. Yeah,
3: here, switch difficult. your shirt out.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> now we're gonna to have to go it back. We're gonna to have to go back and, you know, catch these, what do you call them, Easter eggs or whatever. We usually yeah. try to do that. Like, if we're just like, oh, okay, he's wearing a blue shirt, and then the next scene, it's like he's wearing a red shirt, and then the next scene he's back to the blue. Like, nope, oh, nope, hold on, hold on. His shirt was changed. Nope. You know, the didn't, windshield was broken in this scene, and now the windshield is perfectly fine, and now it's back to broke? No, no, no. Like, that's that what... guy uh,
2: have a handlebar mustache in the last scene? Hmm.
3: <laughs> he only has it from this side. And he's like, only oh, record from here when I'm talking to you. And then from here with a different
2: one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Hey, man. I, my,
1: my editor, when I was like, I said almost every, you know, what is our camera guy, John? Because uh came on and was editing, he's very anal about continuity. You know, it was just like <sighs> you know, like two frames off, and he's like, nope, we can't do it. We'll sit in like another hour and edit this up until it looks right.
3: Damn. So it's gonna That's be good. tough going no. back and redoing it for us. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if you uh hour. speaking of Easter eggs, man, if you guys are into Easter eggs, we got a we got a fan giveaway coming up here. If you get if you guess all the correct Easter eggs from the 1981, my bloody Valentine and the 2009 remake, there's some cool prizes you can win, man.
3: Is it 81 uh, or was it 83? 81. 81. 81. Oh, fuck me. I accidentally put the wrong date when I did that shit. <laughs> what a jackass I am. Well, but
1: yeah, just going on, go on, uh, go on the, our in Hollywood YouTube page. And just look at the video for the contest, and it'll explain the rules. And uh, we're giving away some really cool prizes.
3: Oh well, you, uh, will you email that to us, please? And when we when we post our conversation, when it goes up, we'll tell everybody to go out and do that. Yeah, that'll man. be yeah, awesome, definitely. man. Yeah. Oh. Dun da, da, dun dun. <laughs> I'm <here. laughs> just went like this just waiting, I want to, you know, I feel like I've been taking the mic and I feel no, bad. No,
0: you're good. You're good. I, I, I'm still forming my away. thoughts right now, right? <laughs> um,
3: and especially because <laughs> I've just got like this gigantic cup of liquor. So as soon as you start drinking, you're just like, well, blah, 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 and you keep talking more. So you, my
2: Brian, you were, you were having issues with uh, your video when I said it to uh, Anthony, but I was like, man, I want to, I wanted to ask him uh, what you do. What
3: you do. Shut up. What you Don't do. say- <laughs> What you do. Dude. Have you... My God, that fucking town. That... Dude. When we're done recording, it was so messed up because Taco Bell came out with a commercial where even Taco Bell's like, fuck this town, and they drop this big-ass crate, and it fucking hits the ground explodes so like... Bethel, Alaska, and I was like, "Are you fucking joking me right now?" So I instantly like <laughs> sent that shit to my family, and I was like, "Did you see what Taco Bell fucking did?" And it's Bethel, Alaska, like that town. Like after we get off this, if you guys have time, like I can tell you the most messed up shit <laughs> that I possibly know, and you're gonna be like, "Nah," if you just go to Bethel and shoot a documentary, you can just put it as a horror film. Actually,
0: needs to go.
2: There needs to be a a slasher film set in Alaska, man. I don't think there is one that I can think of. There was 30 Days of Night, but that was more of a vampire play.
0: Um, There was that one with, uh, what was it, Al Pacino, Hilary Swank, and Robert Williams, but I don't know if that counts as horror. Oh, is that in Insomnia? (laughs) Something like that. I think so. Yeah. Was it Christopher Nolan? No, this count has. I
3: think, one paved road, and it's in a circle. And it's just like, I think it's like eight miles long.
2: Man, like I love Alaska, one, though, man.
3: Oh, a, like Anchorage <laughs> and Fairbanks. Fairbanks, Those I've been to good. Fairbanks. Yeah, our, my parents lived in uh, Anchorage. Well, they lived in Bethel for however fucking long they lived in there, and then they moved to Anchorage. And Anchorage was cool. It was like the Four Seasons, you yeah. know. But Bethel, on the other hand, you literally there's this uh, there's a couple other roads are like I don't know how. I, Is quicksand real? Because it is in Bethel. Because what they do is they'd have their car and they'd go down this dirt road and then their car would start sinking and they're just like, oh, fuck it. Let's go get a new car. And they'd get out of the car (laughs) and leave it abandoned. Like fucking brand new Toyota Tacoma trucks are fucking sunken into the mud like this. They're just like, oh, damn it, Carol. We got to get another truck. Not even joking. They fucking had like big ass tractors that like would go into the, what the fuck they call it? Like the the tundra it was like a fucking like you're watching the goddamn princess bride or whatever the hell the movie was called and it goes in there and then this fucking the crane just sinks into the land and it's never seen again and you're like what the fuck
2: like how do you get
3: out of there like
2: once you go in in the bog you don't come out of the bog Mm. dude (laughs) what was so messed up
3: is like there's this little pipe that like, let's say the town is like a square, right? There's a pipe that cuts through the middle of town, and you're just like, okay, I'm going to take that. I'm like, But it's a metal pipe, and it's like, you know, icy or rainy or something, so you potentially are going to slip off and fall, and then you're going to land this freaking the mosh, and you're going to be soaking wet and freezing, and you're probably going to die before you get to your destination. <laughs> but we're just like, I think we can do it. Nah, anyways. Goddamn what you do. That's fucked up. <laughs> that was a good one definitely wasn't expecting that definitely wasn't expecting to hear anybody say that ever again in my life (laughs) (laughs) but are we on to the super hard questions
0: yeah i think it's time for our hard-hitting questions all right all right you want it you want the first one I'll take the first one. Um, so is there anything you guys are working on currently? Anything you can talk about? Without getting in
1: trouble?
2: trouble? Yeah, without. Yeah. Well, go ahead, Tom.
1: Yeah, so uh, right now we're in production <clears throat> with uh, an anthology called Sick and Twisted Tales. And it's going to be four short films in a feature length, kind of like Creep Show, Twilight Zone kind of style. Um, that's what we're in production right now. I'm working on. And, uh, and just still promoting the Valentine Bluffs.
2: Awesome. Yeah, it's going to be, um, you know, different genres of horror and different genre filmmakers. We plan on bringing in other filmmakers as well to, you know, direct. Um, uh, we'll write the stories. We'll produce the stories. And uh, I know Tom, um Well, we have a bunch right right now. We have four that are ready to go. Um, and it's up in the air, whether or not we want to do a feature like Tom was saying with four separate shorts, or if we want to do an actual series, you know, like break them down into smaller, smaller length episodes and maybe do like, uh, 10, 11 episodes, release that as a season and then do an, a second season. Cause we have, we have enough mm. stories and ideas. It's just a matter of fleshing them all out. We have four that are complete and ready to go. And we're working on the other ones and the outline for the entire se- series as a whole.
3: Mm-hmm. Damn, would it be kind of like a what, like a Black Mirror type of thing, or uh, what the fuck's the other one? Um, God damn it! Why can't I think of the name?
2: Twilight Zone. See, Twilight alcohol. Zone. Yeah, there'll be a little, um, a little nod to that style because we love <laughs> anthologies if they're done right, like Twilight Zone. Um, Black mirror like you're saying um, and and we all want to do um, our own uh, like uh, different genres as well not just slashers. Tom's a huge uh, slasher guy. I'm more into like the psychological horror and uh, our other partner Brandon is more into the supernatural. So we kind of want to mesh all these ideas together yeah. and possibly do multiple hosts you know maybe for one segment for the slashers we would have one host one segment for the psychological, we'd have another and so on. Mm-hmm. And That's awesome. we, Right now we're working on how we're going to tie that all together in a nice little package. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's awesome. Sounds really cool. Then I, maybe the last one is, would you recommend any movies that we should definitely watch? <clears throat> You can't say um, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Somebody already said that one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it took my answer.
3: Oh, well, Tom, you're out then. <laughs> no,
1: I'm 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 all like I still watch movies from the eighties. Like anything that was made in the eighties, I'm a fan of. Um it could be like the trashiest movies. Um you know, the horror films now I'm like I'm not really into
3: <laughs> no, and that's why see, and that's why Anthony and I like started this podcast. Well, so Anthony was doing his movies before I was and I was watching these movies and then we linked up and like we just kind of like all the, I don't want to say like Hollywood movies that are out, like they're all almost like the same shit that's going on and on and on. And so I've said it before where like you can compare like indie films to the Hollywood films, like if indie films are like college basketball, since March Madness is going on and if. Hollywood films are the NBA of basketball. Like the college kids are trying to show that hey, this is what I'm worth, this is what I can do, this is what I can do. So there's so many more dunks and so many more like more action going on in like the college games because they're trying to get to that next level. And then as soon as they get into the NBA or Hollywood, that's when they kind of like start okay, I'm here, I've made it. I don't really need to like go ham anymore, you know? And so we started watching these indie films and then we started to like, honestly, like we like them a lot more than some of the Hollywood films that are coming out. Mm-hmm. Like the storylines, the developmental of the characters, like all that stuff. There's some, like we'll talk to the people and there's like, Oh, we only had like this much of a budget to do it. And we're just like, are you shitting me?" We're like, Oh, it only took us what? Seven days to film this. And we're just like, Holy shit. Like, it's nuts to actually talk to like you guys and hear what's going on and everything like that, because there's other, like I said, we have just like super enjoyed it. And so a big question that we get, is like, are you guys film critics where it's like, no, like we genuinely watch the movie and our reactions are like real and we enjoy them. Like I'd say, honestly, there's probably been one movie That we're just like, fuck this movie, man. And we just it was um it was our first time doing like it was kind of a documentary type of thing, and we just couldn't really do it because there isn't like we narrate through it and stuff like that. But for the most part, like we genuinely like all the stuff that you hear us, it's all real and like in what real time, if you want to say that. Of like the surprise kills, the surprise jump scares, the Everything, and so like we super enjoy watching the indie films. Like they're getting better than the freaking Hollywood films.
2: Yeah, I like yeah, the. Way I'm, you a, it. I'm a big fan of uh, mystery science theater. Growing up as a kid, so like, I I really appreciate what you guys do as far as your podcast goes because it gives me that that kind of vibe. Well,
0: thank um, you. That's, yeah, that's I used to follow, I used to follow
2: along with that show all the time and try and make my own voices and commentary with it. I didn't have a recorder at the time, though. I wish I would have had some of it.
3: But. Yeah, I think it, at first we kind of were going like that. But then we had some people that were like, dude, like narrate what's going on for the people that aren't watching the movie with you. And so mm-hmm. that's we're like, OK, so this guy's walking to the field now and he's got, you know, a cooler by himself somehow with beer. Or there's some movies where it's like, oh, that was a good one. Um, What was it? The Mutilator. They oh, yeah. had just an infinite amount of beer, even though they only bought two six packs. Dude, they've—it's like the action movies where they have like a nine millimeter that has like fifty rounds. Like we sat there, we're just like, "Oh, there's another beer. Oh, there's a fridge. Oh, there's a beer. There's a beer." So, and but we—that's
2: my dream. That's my dream to only <laughs> spend uh, money for 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 two beers, but have an infinite amount of six packs. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. You need to go. You need to go on there.
3: <laughs> he needs to go on spring break and then go <laughs> go to where the fuck were they new jersey <laughs> I, I
2: i don't remember yeah but it's like that it's a, type so there's like yeah it's a good time for horror though man if you um if you want my take on a movie recommendation if you want to stick with uh, the horror genre i really dug barbarian i don't know if you guys have seen that yeah. um, not yet no. if you haven't seen it i recommend do what i did go into it not knowing anything about it maybe just the trailer because all i saw was like the first trailer that they released i thought it was going to be one film and it turned into like three other films and Mm -hmm. it completely like took me by surprise it turns into like this um you know airbnb horror slasher type thing and then all of a sudden it goes off the rails into like a creature feature and I'm just like, what the? What is going on right now? And I was completely surprised.
1: Yeah, that was that was one I really enjoyed, uh, one of the newer ones.
2: And I'm yeah. a huge uh, Ty West fan as well, so um, I love oh, yeah. all his stuff. Uh, Pearl, yeah, we I really X. dug. I like that better than X personally, uh, really? but X was X I enjoyed as well. Yeah, we we're planning
0: to Pearl at some point. It's like yeah. a messed
2: up Wizard of Oz. Mm, on acid.
0: <laughs> we need to
3: uh, yeah, so our our podcast we, you know, obviously drink a fair amount of alcohol, sometimes more than our fair share, but there's a couple of them where we're like, okay, we need to take more stuff and then watch the movie. <laughs> but don't know how it would go, right? <laughs> I would
2: like. <laughs> I would love. To, I would love to see you guys get blitzed out of your mind and watch Troll Two. Oh my god! All right, Troll Two, Troll Two, Troll Two, Troll Two, and also Tom. What's your favorite film? Brutal Massacre. Oh, I love that movie, Brutal Massacre. <laughs>
1: Brutal. Massacre. You guys
2: would actually really enjoy Brutal Massacre since you yeah, love oh. like, the filmmaking process and like, uh, like yeah. campy B horror movies. It's like oh. a perfect blend of both.
1: Brutal Massacre was basically just uh, a mockumentary on making a horror film, um, but the casting, it's amazing. You know, um, a lot of you know big names in it, and uh, for what they did, it's really funny. I, it's, it's like a film that I watch before we go and make a film, just because really? I know it's like, yeah, this is stuff that we're gonna deal with no matter what. <laughs> you know it.
3: <laughs> That's your uh, your walkout music. To making a movie, yeah, like, Tom, we gotta be on set right now. Hold on, there's 45 minutes left. I'll be there. <laughs> God damn it.
2: The glass shatters. <laughs> he, he's like, Throw me a Steve Weiser, a Tom Weiser.
3: Sam, <laughs> <laughs> we'll definitely check those out.
1: Um, it's, it's, uh, no matter what, like, you can have. I mean, me and Rowan and Chuck had a year of production meetings and we thought we were prepared and you can get on set and you know it doesn't go as planned
2: you know ever so yeah i mean when i first signed up on the project man i i was under the assumption i was just going to be like a creative producer because you know my background was first in professional wrestling and then i transferred over into acting after my body couldn't take any of the bumps anymore and so then, have uh,
3: people more often,
2: yeah, right? <laughs> man. But I, I'm a hard heel, man. I, I, I gotta sell. What was your move?
3: <laughs> Sorry, My I move was shooting
2: star double stomp. Shooting wow. star
3: double stomp. We're gonna have to look this yeah. up.
2: Yeah, it was a high flyer, but yeah, so I figured I was gonna be a creative producer, just like kind of like bouncing ideas back and forth and you know, doing doing little things here and there. And then you quickly realize what a producer does, what a real producer does. And I remember having this conversation with Chuck and I was just like, man, I never told you guys this, but I, I think I got in over my head in the beginning. And then, you know, you, you figure it out. Cause that, that's really all your role is even as a director as well. It's, it's problem solving, you know, it, mm-hmm. a problem comes up, you, you fix it. You know, you don't whine about it. You don't, you don't take, uh, couple hours to think about it you figure out a solution and you run with it you know all right nice now that's oh i
3: just forgot what i was going to ask you Or it was talking about when you started getting on to that god damn it and it was a serious question too not one of my bullshit ones that i usually fucking have
2: Anyways. about uh, the producer like creative producing
3: yeah i don't remember now our shooting schedule <laughs> so um, there's so <laughs> much i could have said i don't know um anyways
2: yeah <laughs> yeah it was it was quite the process man i don't i don't know if you want me to keep going on this tangent but i can if you want <laughs> no we open mic man um yeah so like once you figured that, that out, like what a producer actually does, and then either, you either sink or swim at that point, you know what I mean? And uh, we had a couple other people who were involved in the beginning, and they quickly realized that it wasn't for them. You know, they, they thought the title of a producer was cool and all until, you know, the work actually started. And so it was really just myself, Chuck, and Tom uh, carrying the brunt of it. I, I had no social media presence whatsoever at the start, and I had to learn how to do Twitter like I tweeted for the first time when we started this whole campaign and Chuck and I were basically spearheading our social media, trying to get the word out there. Uh, it was a collaboration between the three of us doing the Indiegogo, um, coming up, ha- learning how to do that from the ground up. Um, yeah. Do you want to add on to that, Tom? Cause I know, I know you felt yeah. the pressure of it as well.
1: Yeah, it was, you know, I, I was at the point where, it took us, like, a year to put that campaign together. And and right before we were ready to do it, we still didn't know we wanted to do it. You know, it's like, should we do this? Oh, I don't know. Um, you know, we were fortunate to to have uh, – we didn't even have a following at that time. It was just like we – you know, none of us were really on social media. So that was, like, the crazy thing. Um, That's the
3: thing that sucks, dude. With with we hold social of media
1: marketing skills at all. You know, it was just like, all right, should we try this? And, you know, uh, cause we knew, you know, we, we couldn't raise the money ourselves to make the movie that I written, you know, and that was the one thing. And, uh, so without the, the backers from the campaign, like, you know, all the credit goes to, for the movie that we made goes to them, you know, and that was a big part of like what we made. And, uh, you know, and, like, we, we had such a tight shooting schedule. It was, like, nine days. Um, I You know, I always tell, like, Rowan and Chuck, like, if we would have had, like, five more days, a little bit more money, we could have shot the film that I really wanted to shoot. Like, everything, all the, like, the shots and uh, angles that we wanted to shoot. But, you know, there wasn't enough time. And, um, yeah, it was just – it
2: was crazy, you know. and No, I
3: think it turned out great, man. <laughs>
0: Yeah,
2: it's one of those things where you're always going to second guess yourself, you know what I mean? But um, I have very high expectations about like what I want to do and where I see myself. And I remember telling Tom and Chuck and Liz, our assistant director, um, because I had been grinding it out for years on the indie scene um, and just nothing coming from. And either the movies never get released or I never get footage or it comes out and it's just terrible. And I just told them. I was like, man, I just want to have something that I could be proud of at the end of the day. That's it. And uh, I remember kind of being down um, at the end of the shoot because I was like, man, there's so much more we could have done. Like, just don't want to let people down, you know. And I remember Liz, she pulled, she pulled us aside and she was like, listen, you've done something that most people can will never say that they've done. You've got a feature length film. It's really hard to make a movie, and I don't think people understand until they do it how hard it actually is to make a movie.
0: Uh-huh. And
2: when you actually get it done and you see the fruits of your labor, labor. you see the hard work, you, you see the final process, and and you're happy with. It. And other people are happy with it. Up until the premiere, I was still my my butthole was dolphin tight, man, watertight. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was like, people oh, are gonna freaking riot in the streets or whatever but you know it was it it was overwhelmingly positive and that's when i could finally breathe you know it was like oh, man we did it <laughs> you know yeah it's awesome. That's no, awesome we've yeah.
0: yeah it was very enjoyable cool yeah uh, so here in
1: people city they enjoyed it it definitely makes the you know the hardships that we all went through you know well worth it
3: that's awesome yeah I guess we can only thank you as the fans you know
0: thank you for listening to this podcast this podcast is available on all major podcast networks and YouTube if you like what you're hearing please follow like and subscribe on Instagram, TikTok and Facebook